Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Then now, Trey Biddy is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai, Arkansas's number one Hyundai dealer, and Genesis of Conway, Arkansas's only Genesis dealer. Genesis of Conway, the future of luxury today. Now, here's Trey Biddy. What timing? I mean, we're not only here at Genesis of Conway, and uh, right beside us is uh, Chris Crane Hyundai, and now being brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai and Genesis of Conway, it's Trey Biddy. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. If you enjoyed this short week, Trey, just three days of working, and next week is just four. How about that? No, no, he works all the way (laughs) through At least I'm talking about for us, for drive time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, my doors don't ever close. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Actually, yeah, when all the Kenny Guyton stuff, uh, I did have to make a choice when all that stuff was kind of going down with, you know, word leaking out about Wisconsin job. I was at uh, Christmas party number three, you know, I was I was talking to you guys, or, or, you know, the day after that at Christmas party number four. <laughs> but, oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah, at three, I just kind of had to choose to, you know, I had to draw the line somewhere and, and spend time with the family. But, yeah, this sports doesn't wait on me, and, you know, obviously you guys know that. And so, uh, but, you know, it hasn't been it hasn't been too lively right now. I mean, there's been some discussion about players coming in for visits for January, um, you know. and uh, But aside from that, you know, I guess we're kind of waiting for some official news on Guyton and, um, you know, kind of seeing who these next uh, round of visitors might be. So there's been no official word on Guyton. Do, do we think he's going, or is there a chance he won't? I mean, I guess there's always a chance, but it seems pretty, it seems pretty, pretty good that he's he's going to be going to Wisconsin. So it's just. You think because they haven't played in their bowl game yet, that's why they haven't made any announcement? That seems logical to me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Garrick McGee, there was, you know, Brett McMurphy put out that Garrick McGee hadn't been, you know, contacted or approached about Arkansas, you know, and, of course, that was before they played their bowl game too, which is, yeah. you know, pretty typical too. I would I would assume that, you know, there's, you know, some kind of communication that's, you know, I would assume Garrick McGee and Bobby Petrino still keep in touch pretty good, um, you know, regardless of if it's about job openings and stuff. I'm guessing you're right. What about the receivers so coach uh, who was at A&M? Uh, Damian Craig. Think, yeah, what do you think about him? Or if that, that would even be yeah. a possibility? I, I think it would. I mean, he's not, you know, Elko's bringing in his own wide receivers coach, so he won't yeah. be at Texas A&M. Right. Um, he hasn't latched on to any other job. He's not an older guy. He's not the kind of guy that would take a year off from college, you know. So uh, I would imagine that uh, he would be a – considered a prime candidate he was at texas a&m before bobby petrino got there so it's not like he brought him in or anything he was already there uh so you know they do have at least uh you know a year of overlapping uh working together or him working under bobby uh as wide receivers coach so there's definitely a connection there and i would consider a possibility i mean guys coached at auburn lsu texas a&m so he's got pretty extensive background coaching in the sec and then of course coach under bobby petrino which are all good qualifications to have yeah and, trey, and as a former e- player obviously in the sec yes trey are you expecting uh maybe a call it a late surge i mean the transfer portal closes 
January the 2nd. Mm-hmm. All these championship, well, the, no, the semifinals will be played uh, on January the 1st. But then on January the 2nd, the portal closed, which would only leave two other teams, those that are playing for the national championship. So are you expecting another flurry of uh, maybe additions to the transfer portal? Speaking of games, bowl games being over, mm-hmm. I mean, this there are like, there were, I think, 12 remaining bowl games going into this, uh, into today. So that means yeah. a lot of players all of a sudden are going to be potentially available. Are you seeing a, a late surge possibly? I, I think that's possible. I think you'll have guys that, you know, play their bowl games and then hit the portal. Um, we've seen that happen at Arkansas, obviously. Um, Greg Brooks and Joe Fouché pretty soon after the uh, uh, the bowl game, uh, the the, uh, the Outback Liberty. Bowl. Yeah, the Outback Bowl uh, the year before that. Um, you know, they that's when okay. they hit the portal. So gotcha. you, you see uh, you see players hop in after that, but we're still seeing players trickle into the portal. Um, you know, there was a, a Florida cornerback who, who went in today. You know, why would you why would you wait till today? <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, so there's still players for you know all kinds of different reasons. I think there's also um, you know some stuff to do with you know, NIL contracts and stuff and that, you know, maybe determine when players, um, you know, I'm not saying the Florida cornerback had a contract that he had to wait on or anything, but I think that's definitely what goes into play sometimes with these athletes when you're like, you know, well, that's odd timing. Why would you wait till now? You know, maybe it's something like that that they're they're having to wait on. So, um, but yeah, I think you're going to see probably another flurry after, you know, this next round of bowl games uh, wrap up and, you know, before the the college football playoffs start on Monday. Now help me with the timeline on this. Correct me if I'm wrong, there cannot be visits right now uh, by players who are in the transfer portal. That visiting period, I guess you can call it, it reopens on January the 3rd. Is that correct? January 3rd through the 7th. The seventh, so it's a really short window. So yes, well, Arkansas doesn't have a lot of visits left. <laughs> so um, you know, there, I, there's guys that could unofficially visit Arkansas, I guess, in that time. But as far as bringing them in on your own dime, you know, that's there's a, they don't have you know nine or ten spots left uh, to be able to do that with. Um, but Danny has a list today of of some guys that are you know planning on going in. Jordan Anthony. The wide receiver from Texas A&M, the guy was a 10-1-600 meters. Um, so he's he's fast. He doesn't have a whole lot of production. He's a second-year player, but doesn't have a whole lot of production. But he's he's planning on coming in during that window. Marquise Robinson at South Alabama planning on coming in in that window. Jaden Voison at South Alabama, uh, who I believe is visiting Florida before he visits Arkansas. So uh, there's a few that are starting to, to stack up. Jamarian Burnett uh, out of the high school ranks is also supposed to visit during that time. I think he's actually – he might be a little bit later, actually, but he's, he's supposed to visit. All right, Trey, this from the um, Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line from Red in Sheridan. Has K.J. officially entered the portal? I yes. haven't heard that he has put his yes. name in, just that he intended to. No, he officially entered it. It was okay. a couple of days. It was a couple of days after, you know, the official announcement that he was entering. Uh, but he did pop up in there. Okay. All right, let's uh, talk with uh, Jimmy. Jimmy, good afternoon. You got a question or comment for Trey? 
Yes, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Hey, Trey, uh, if you were to, well, first let me ask you, if, Trey, if Frank Fletcher was on the uh, radio with David Basil this morning, he was talking about how he did not like the collective because he did not know where his money was going. Sure. And he was talking about this uh, Boise State, you know, and the way they have it now, he's able to do his his NIL a little different. What's, what's different now than before? I mean, why is he working directly with a player for their NIL, or is it still going through the university? Is Frank Fletcher working directly? <laughs> no, I think Frank's giving his money, but he's He'd giving to it to, to the, the edge. edge. Yeah, yeah, and I think what he's saying is the edge somehow makes it more clear to him where his yeah. money is going right. than the right. did. I think what we're dealing with with Arkansas Edge is a you know a third party company that is knows how to run those types of things versus you know Arkansas Edge kind of trying to do it on their own so they've kind of you know reached out to another company that has a better grasp on how to do things um, the way I understood one Arkansas which I found it very difficult to get any information myself trying to find out you know how things operate you know where does the money go those things but what I was able to figure out uh, just talking to others and this may not even be 100% accurate because it's not official from them uh, but you would donate money uh, to one Arkansas when it was in existence and that money would go to athletes in terms of like speaker fees and stuff to raise you know go speak on behalf of charities and things it wasn't like going you know like a 501c3 where you just you know 75 percent of the money goes to the charity um, it wasn't set up necessarily like that i'm not sure how you know it works as far as taxes and all that stuff but the money was going the majority of the money was going to the athletes as i understood it so uh, but yeah i mean i think one of the reasons they set up arkansas edge is because it knows how to operate these types of things just a little more organized just because it's got a lot more experience than you know than one arkansas had trying to kind of do it itself let's talk with uh todd todd good afternoon you got a question or comment for trey yes sir uh, first of all wanted to wish you guys a merry christmas and a happy new year thank uh, you you too trey uh I wanted to know if you could name or give me the height and weight of the linebackers that are on in line to sign or that have already signed or who you know of. The, you know, I just want their height and weight if they're big enough to be SEC. All right. right so thank you. I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Todd. You know, a lot of times we get guys in here and they show up at vastly different – weights than than what we expect uh bradley shaw is listed at 61216 and that's i think we've had him listed at that quite a you know for for quite a while justin logan is 62205 um so you know just based on that i think i think juju pope will end up playing like a nickel back spot um wyatt simmons is 63215 and again you know these are you know we haven't not necessarily it's like gone in and you know, heavily updated their weight. Uh, I believe Xavier Sori, who's the transfer linebacker from Georgia, goes about 6'3", 220. So there's some, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd expect them to add some weight, <laughs> obviously. Especially the high schoolers. I mean, you, you wouldn't yeah. think they would be, well, 
ready to roll, I guess. Yeah, and, you know, also like, like Braylon Russell, for example, he's a running back, but we've got him listed at 230 pounds with the university when they put out their NSD um, list. They have him at 240 pounds, you know, so there could absolutely be, you know, 10-pound differences. We've seen more than that before. I mean, we've seen guys show up who are just like, whoa, you're way heavier than we expected. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you never know. All right, Trey, this is from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. Uh, I think we're going to be asked a lot about this until there's at least some kind of announcement. But anyway, any word on McAdoo? No, I mean, I'll I'll have to talk to Sam Pittman, I guess, before we get any kind of official word on on McAdoo or he'll – McAdoo will have to announce it himself. Pittman may not want to even do that, so – yeah, no word on McAdoo yet. Hey, and I will I will say this, you know, you've got, you know, talking about the linebackers and, and weights and all this stuff, um, everybody but Ashton, Bethel, Roman, um, Jeremy Cook, obviously, who hasn't signed, and I believe one other player. Who is the other player? One other player, I can't remember, but um, everybody is supposed to enroll uh, in January. So almost your entire recruiting class as it stands is going to be enrolling and they'll have, you know, the full, you know, a good part of the winter training cycle, the summer training cycle. So you'll obviously pack on weight if you need to pack on weight and drop weight if they need you to drop weight during that time. Uh, let's see as I check out, um, uh, this again from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line nine. Think from Roger, from nine oh three. Regardless, could Trey talk about his new part-time hire? Knowing him from Twitter, he had a lot of good inside. Does Trey still think he will have these after coming out and saying who he is? Yeah, Easton May is a guy that we've hired um, on a part-time basis right now. And he was formerly went under the moniker Hoggy Hognonymous uh, on Twitter and on 24/7, and you know he kind of developed a reputation for breaking news on um, on transfer portal and recruiting information. He's got some really good connections, and so we started talking, and you know, decided to to try it out. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the whole idea was to just kind of put his name behind his work, and you know, kind of he wanted to explore this as a career path, and. We're excited about him. He's he's continued to drop nuggets of information, so um, that hasn't slowed. Okay, this from, uh, again, our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line. This from Fan. Opinion. The NCAA has got to get some backbone and limit transfers over a five-year period to two. Oh, I guess that, okay, you can't transfer more than twice. Okay. Unless a family hardship to be closer, no setouts, just two transfers over five. Guts. The NIL plan is a right. That from fan. Well, there's not too many players transferring more than twice <laughs> out there or more than once, really. Uh, but it happens, I guess. I don't know. To me, I think you should only be able to transfer once. And 
um, you know, then if you reach, you know, if you graduate, then, okay, you know, you can transfer as a grad assistant or as a graduate student. I think we're going to see fewer and fewer of these grad student transfers also. I mean, obviously there's players that graduate in three years and stuff like that, but a big reason that we're seeing so many players that, you know, are listed as graduate transfers um, the last couple years is because of the extra year of eligibility. A lot of these guys have six years, and so that's why I think you're seeing – a lot of players, but now you know it doesn't matter anymore. If you're a grad transfer, you can you can transfer more than once now. So and that's just a rule that was just changed this year. So yeah, I, I, we could go down this show and talk about this all day about uh, things that the the NCAA needs to change um, to make this more transparent and more fair to to everybody involved. I don't necessarily think. Um, the way things are structured right now is necessarily fair to the student athlete. I think the idea was that it was going to be better for them to be able to transfer whenever they want. But what we've seen is that players who, you know, get to college and, you know, or average or below average kind of get left, you know, they kind of get left out of this whole thing. They're not making massive amounts of NIL money. And, um, you know, when they enter the transfer portal, usually they end up at, at, a, at a worse program or nowhere at all. And, you know, that's guys that would have otherwise gotten college degrees, and, and now they don't. So I'm not sure that we did a service to, the, uh, to all the student athletes. We certainly did a service to some of them. Some of them are making a lot of money. But the majority, I don't think so. So, Trey, uh, there seemed to be some questions. It was to, to be, a, I think, a two-week window that the basic NCAA agreement was you didn't have to have this waiver if you were going on your, I guess you can say your third transfer or maybe just even the second transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they said they wasn't going to uh, appeal the – stay or whatever it was uh, because someone apparently had gone to court to challenge it and um, is that now just rolled over to being okay because you said you can now transfer more than twice yeah and uh, there's no penalty did did that actually kind of become you know the law so to speak yeah I believe that's it's more than once is what I understood it, it okay. they had come out with something last year that said you know the free and clear, only applied to one, right, one free right. and clear transfer. And then this year it was, you know, basically unlimited. And, I mean, I guess I I just I think that, um, yeah, I mean, I just think that the NCAA is just kind of saying, all right, do whatever you want to do. This is what people yeah. want, yeah. right? So this is what you want, and this is what you get. And um, I'm not so sure that the sport is better off because of it. I know the teams are a lot better. The teams are better, but it's uh, – Man, I just – I think being an assistant coach is one of the worst jobs. An assistant college football coach right now is one of the worst jobs out there in terms of quality of life. It can't be. These guys aren't having fun. <laughs> I mean, you get into coaching for certain reasons, and, and now it's just the balance of your roster and your, your room and at the mercy of NIL and, you know, players will transfer on you in a heartbeat. You know, you can't even coach them sometimes, so sounds awful to me. Yeah, yeah. All right, Trey, we will talk to you in 2024. Have a great All right. week. Bye, guys. And a happy new year. Thank you, Trey. Trey Biddy of hogsports.com.